What's up, buddy? It's your boy, Stephen Blake. Welcome back to the podcast. Super excited for today's guest, our boy Johnny Rue here. What's up, What's bro? What's good, John? How you doing? How you been? Dude, I'm good. This is exciting. I like this little setup. This is this is good. I feel like a king sitting in this chair. This is sweet. You well, you are the star <laughs> of the show. You're the superstar here, baby. So, right. so the show, like I said, talking all about how our guest found God. So, John, just give us a little bit of a brief introduction about where you are, where you're from, where you came from. The floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I've done a bunch of different things. We've worked together, worked together at Turning Point USA. So I was a contributor with them uh, that was hosting various different shows that was helping out on the production side of things, uh, being a little bit more of a creative mind about how to go about social media. So, but before that, I got canceled. I was working in sports media for a long time. Uh, I always wanted to be a sports center anchor ever since I was, obviously the wokeness in sports, we can cover a little bit and uh, how I've kind of separated myself a little bit. Uh, that specific field is, I was a host and reporter. Uh, I was the in arena host for the Sharks. Uh, that's the hockey team if people aren't familiar with that at all. And then I was also a reporter more for like the media side of stuff for them. Did some work with the Golden State Warriors organization specifically with their G League team, did some stuff with NBC Sports Bay Area. So like I was on a track after going to Azusa Pacific, played D2 football there. And I was like, I'm going to be an anchor. I'm going to be a reporter. I'm going to be a host. I'm going to be in sports media. This is going to be a blast. This is where I feel like God is really leading me. And then the pandemic hit and then it just shut everything down. And uh, I saw wokeness being and not just not really being let in through the door. It's just like, no, it's swung wide open, double doors, leftism, wokeism, godlessness. That's now in sports. It's being elevated as something righteous, as something good, as something progressive. And I was trying to be cool about what I said. And then I ended up getting canceling. I ended up getting canceled by a company called Fanatics because I went to the gym without a mask. The day that Arizona said, decide for yourself, whatever you want to do. This is like more than a year to the pandemic. I didn't post a photo or anything like that that said like, oh, this is a scamdemic or this is a plandemic or this is this, that or the other thing. It's like, thank God that I live in a place where I can decide for myself. God bless Arizona. God bless freedom. You would have thought that I just murdered 55 people in that gym and then took a gym mirror selfie of it. <laughs> uh, but that led me down to a really cool path to like get more into conservative politics and uh, really talk about some of the tough issues, which leads me to now like God's really done an amazing work in my life and in my heart about how to filter everything through scripture. And I'm an in-content creator now, so I fully make money off um, just a few different gigs where I go host. And I've worked with amazing organizations, G3, the biggest, probably the biggest reformed Christian conference out there, maybe the biggest Christian conference out there in general, just keeps getting bigger and bigger uh, every single time they do one of those national conferences. Uh, so I was a host of their live stream and talk about theology, talk about aspects of apologetics, talk about culture and sports and filtering that through scripture, giving hot takes on a couple things. Um, but it's been it's been a huge blessing, man. And more than anything, like I'm at a good church, got a good community and I a great future wife. <laughs> That's right. I am engaged. I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. Okay. Yeah. You know, we're not, <laughs> we're not, on. we're not changing the game okay. uh, where it's like, I'll give it to the girl. We'll keep that tradition right. um, alive. But yeah, this, this finger needs to feel a little bit heavier. It's going to pass up mine a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Very exciting. So quite a resume and quite a, you know, portfolio you've built out all these years with you know reporting and sports conservative politics all this 
at what point did your faith kind of come into play? Because did you grow up in a Christian home or yeah. kind of tell, about that, tell me about that story? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home, but obviously growing up in a Christian home doesn't mean that you are Christian yourself. Like we're all on an individual journey here and then you don't go to heaven and be like, all right, well, normally we judge you individually, but like you're in this Christian home, so you're you're not like grafted in. It's like, no, that's that's not how it works. So uh, I'm very thankful. We got a mom and dad in the home. Um, love, love them two to death. And I got an older brother, younger sister, but you need to follow our bill, the right things, and probably just use the term like there was a sense of indoctrination. Uh, you hear that for like a bad side of it. It's like, no, we're almost gonna like, in a sense, indoctrinate you into the faith, mm-hmm. where it's like, this is still yours uh, vision, but we're going to lay the work here. We're going to give you the correct understanding of who God who the Bible is. But up for me, it was more about maybe moralism than anything else. Mm. And knowing that moralism isn't going to save us. So I felt like I was a pretty good kid. But when you start getting into like, everybody falls short of the glory of God. Everybody is, is in need of a savior. And... I can't get by just saying like, oh, well, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm not going out and having sex. That's not going to save you. Like you need to um, believe in your heart that Jesus, like you need to lay down your life so you can actually have eternal life. And I, I think throughout high school, there was that aspect of moralism that I started to like, wait a minute, I'm now starting to compromise on this faith that I have. I'm starting to believe that somehow I am righteous just because I'm not as bad, which is one of the biggest lies that I think Satan instills in our lives is arson. Like you do some of the right things. Like you're not out there like killing people. Like you're not out drinking, hitting no pill all the time. Like, oh, you might get a little saucy here and there or something like that, but at least you're not them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like the Pharisees we see in the New Testament. When you see like the, the prayer, the religious leader and uh, the tax collector, there's like, the prayer from the religious leader is like, thank God I'm not that evil tax collector. And the tax collector is like, no, like, God, I need forgiveness and I am repentant of my sin. And it's like, no, we need to be really humble before the Lord. And God um, saved me, I would say, freshman year of college at Azusa Pacific. It's not because I got some unbelievable uh, theology. It's not because... Uh, some unbelievable come to Jesus moment. But big thing for me, I always tell people is I have a horrible voice for singing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I might have a, a little bit of a radio voice, a little bit of a... Well, well, I mean, you're, you're doing it right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm, right? I'm trying. Uh, it's just the editing uh, from Blake. But um, worship was something I always like kind of enjoy doing in the car, you know, classic like worship in the shower or something like that. But worship at church, I was always just kind of like, ah, I just don't really like my voice. I don't really feel a connection to God through worship. And I felt like God really like broke my heart uh, one Wednesday night chapel. I have no idea what music we were singing. Uh, yes, people can get it. You get just caught up in the emotion. It's like, no, I, I got caught up in the, no, like God deserves my worship and not just my song, but every aspect of my life. Like when we talk about the Israelites fleeing Egypt after God saving them and sending the plagues and everything he did to part the Red Sea and they're worshiping the Lord. 
And there's no part of the Bible that's saying, you know what, worship the Lord as long as you got a pretty good voice and you're not. Comp- I started like worshiping my time, like just surrendered and just felt like it was an amazing thing to understand. Like, OK, this life that I am living, it is not enough. I need to lay it down. Um, and I got baptized that summer after freshman year uh, of college uh, with a couple of my great friends, um, Caitlin Lee and Jesse Stafford. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to to both of them, just great people. I know I got to meet up with Jesse. Actually, I haven't seen him in a few years, but uh, he's doing some amazing work in the Air Force. And then I know Caitlin um, does some work as a teacher and uh, some really like tough areas um, in the country. Uh, just two people that I, I went to high school with and uh, did that through my church back home. And it was just an incredible experience to know that, you know, education process is a beautiful thing too. Does that mean that I didn't make mistakes in college? Of course not. Like, there's plenty of times where, like, I got drunk. There's plenty of times where I compromised um, it's doing just college things, where it's like I didn't buckle down and really get into the word uh, like I should. And um, those, those kind of things where when you're saved, you don't live in perpetual unrepentant sin. With the change of your heart enough with the Holy Spirit, you start to just you don't want things or things anymore. But too, when we read the Old Testament, I'm pretty sure it's continue to do the things that I don't want. That's our nature. It doesn't mean that just because we have a sin nature, we say like, oh, well, I just have sin. So it's just going to happen. It's like, no, there's still um, repentance needed for that. But they're also at the other side of that. There is forgiveness. Um, amazing journey, especially um, being introduced to Reformed theology that might turn some people off here. And then it's just like, oh, are you like a Calvinist? Mm. And it's just like, uh, I, I think there'd have to be a clear definition of some of these. I go to a great reformed church, um, which I believe just is biblical. So if there's anything that my church or anything that I say, um, that's like unbiblical, like that can be called out. So when I say something like reformed, it's like, we can have differences, some of these secondary difference, um, situations here, but getting introduced to that, knowing that he is in complete control and then, you know, the complete and utter. Uh, bowing down to to God's will, but knowing and trying to be in tune with how he wants me to be living out this straight and narrow path uh, that I should be on. And if I get off, there's the ability to um, get back on track and the authority more that like everything needs to be through scripture. Mm -hmm. Everything needs to be backed up with scripture. Um, And if it's not, I need, me, I need to be held to account. And that's why I always tell people when they follow my stuff and I, I filter something through scripture, it's like, for example, I know it's a longer answer, but uh, Candace Owens sat down with Andrew Tate. Mm-hmm. And my take on that was a part of that interview, which I just felt, I can get into all the details of, like she disregarded information uh, and truths and tried him in a light that he doesn't deserve to be, like a positive light. But she said, man, I wish you were still a Christian. Uh, like, hold on. Now we need to get into a theological discussion. Did you truly believe that Andrew Tate was saved? Truly believe saved. Uh, and I believe biblically that our salvation is secure. If someone is truly saved, you are in God's grip. You can't be taken out of his hand. You're going to be what you're going to tell me that the all powerful sovereign God of the universe can somehow lose an antate to Muhammad mm. or that someone will be lost to the world mm. or Buddhism, complete atheism, nihilism. It's like, hold on a minute, like that would have to be backed up with scripture. So when I give a take like that, there can be some like theological discussion with these, um, 
it comes with some theo connotation. Um, and, and that's hopefully where it's my content to get people to start thinking where it's like, we can disagree on politics, we can disagree on sports, we can disagree on aspects of culture. But if we start making definitive statements like that, that somebody was a Christian, but no longer a Christian, that somebody was saved, but no longer saved, you gotta be able to back that up. And talking about kind of going back to the college days for you, for folks who might be like maybe French Christians or like atheist or agnostic, but thinking about kind of broaching upon the subject of, okay, maybe I think this Christianity thing, the morals, they line up, but like, they're not really sure. Talk about the evangelism piece for you of like being able to speak to that now, because you've spoken on college campuses as well, and it's yeah. gotten pretty rowdy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely rowdy. One of those was uh, San Francisco State, and that was just a few weeks after Riley Gaines got assaulted. Mm -hmm. uh, she's become a great friend. Uh, her and her husband, Lou, are awesome people. Uh, but leading into that, it's like, man, I got a... <laughs> litany of crazy DMs, comments, uh, the whole quad was chalked up uh, about just like trans stuff, gay stuff and Christian stuff. And uh, there's been a campus wide email that was sent out from the president saying that um, my topic was how wokeness is destroying America. She has no idea the content of, of my speech. She clearly doesn't understand uh, the God that I serve and that I am not Matt Walsh. I am not Ben Shapiro. I'm not Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens. You can't be in uh, those places. That was part of my speech too. It's just, I'm having to be pushed off campus uh, because there was threats to the students if they somehow did this on campus, um, they would be expelled. Like, so I'm not gonna put them in that position to be like, oh, like this event, I put on this, like, I'm not gonna do that. Like, no, I want to protect those students who are actually the, uh, the people on the front lines. But what I talk to uh, individuals, whether on college campuses, online, or even when I'm doing some man on the street content, there has to be a backup to their wild claims. Mm -hmm. So someone says that, you know, I'm being hateful by just pre from God's word. Obviously tone is a huge thing. So I can't go out there and be like some like person, you're going to hell, trans, trans out. The it's like, that. no, that, that, that doesn't work. There's no that is free from um, online that that's not the way I've gone about it online or at all. And the things I had was being hateful. So I'll, Frank Turk has been a friend of mine, great apologist. It's like someone makes a statement like that, that you're hateful or you're a bigot. Explain that. I don't have to de uh, defend um, an accusation that I know to be false. Mm -hmm. So if someone calls me a racist, I don't need to go and be like, no, I'm not. Of course I'm not. Mm -hmm. And of course I'm not hateful. And of course I'm not a bigot. You explain that. And when you hold people to account, it's more of their redefinition of really what hate and what love is. is. And that's why we have truth and my my truth literally rooted in basically the first lie that we ever heard mm -hmm. is, did God really say that? And we heard that from the serpent in, really say that? Mm -hmm. So there's aspects in like bits and pieces of like, technically he's kind of truth that you won't die. Like, and also knowing that leader, like, like he should have been, is rooted in that. Did God really say that? Did he homosexuality is in? Did he really bridges between man and one woman? Did he really them male and female? But when I have that conversation there, it's like, we got to give a stand which we live. And why do you say that mm. besides that? Mm. It now gets to a point where it's like, everybody to be their own God. So a lot of those people that are nihilists or they're um, 
atheist or they just say that they don't believe in God at all, which is crazy because I'm pretty sure that Charles Spurgeon said uh, atheism, and this is like paraphrasing, it's like atheism is like one of the silliest things. Um, not even the whole fell into that. <laughs> it's like, and it, it's such a, it's such a bomb drop. There has to be, I was heal, uh, especially with that internet of mine on my YouTube uh, reel on, on Instagram. Clear emphasis on Jesus' love was not an acceptance of a sinful lifestyle. If you believe that people can be trans, you are now believing that people can be their own God mm-hmm. and that somehow God screwed up. And that's why I'd also say that people that fall into the whole pronoun game, stop preferred pronouns. You're either a man or a woman. If you want into like the whole like um, intersex kind of thing, like that is a, that's not people or that are intersex and trans. Those aren't the same things. There's a lot of really progressive LGBTQ affirming uh, bringing that up. Now, and it's just verifiably aren't the same thing. So when I explain these things, like your idea of is Jesus Christ. He is the what, how do we live our life? It's through God's word. The moral objective standard is in there, but also people will try to use. And again, I know these are longers, but there's objections that have uh, about our faith that we don't have a defense for. That's me. Like first Peter 13, it, it's challenges to account because it's like defense for the hope that you have. And can you do it with gentleness, love, and respect? There's plenty of times we need to fight. There's people that are going to school board meetings, like our our, our boy John Amachukwu, that he's a beast. And it's like, yes, we there's we have God's blood sword. It can pierce anything that the devil throws at us. Uh, we got to come back with the truth uh, in God's word. And there's where we see things loud and count sense um, with like men and women sports. We need to fight back against that. And that's going to um, be with um, aspects of like, Harsh tones, but still truthful tones, but not sinful tones. There can be a right anger behind those kind of things. My tone uh, with giving offense for the hope that I have, it's when Jesus met the woman at the well, he did not say, you know what, your truth, you do your thing. If you want to kind of like sleep around, divorce a bunch of different people um, and and live a moral um, life from an objective standard, but like, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. It's like, no, it's going no more. When he caught the, the woman caught in adultery, like there was grace and mercy there, but there was still truth. There was not an acceptance of that sinful lifestyle. And that's what I try to get people to start to understand. The purpose value that everyone is desperately for is only found in Christ. Um, and you know, with that, trying to warn people against these false teachers and a lot of the false teachers, moralism, where it's like, no, you are a good person. It's like, no, no, we are all at people that can do some moral things, but doing good things does not get you to heaven. Through faith alone and Christ alone. Follow up question would be, and I asked this on my last episode, what would you say is the hardest part about being a Christian? The hardest part about being a Christian, I'd say for me, if just me personally, me personally, personally. yeah, me personally, uh, because they like overarching, the, the toughest thing being a Christian, that no matter what it is, always going to be countercultural. Like I, I truly don't believe that until that we will be the majority. Obviously every knee will be tongue will confess, but in the will never be the ever. And I know personally one of those things as a Christian, especially if I myself from the same Christian perspective, I need to above reproach all the time. And I need to be held accountable. I have a great church I got a good group of men uh, around me in a Bible study uh, where iron sharpens iron. I got mentors. And then also, too, it's like I always tell people to filter everything I say through Scripture. And 
there's going to be plenty of times where people disagree with me, but the hard thing is making sure that if I'm going to put myself uh, in this, some sort of leadership position, a position of influence, I'm not a leader of a church, so people should not just come to me. Um, it's like, no, it's like, I'm not a pastor, um, but I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful to God and that I need to make sure that I'm giving people the truth. Um, cause I will be held accountable for that. I cannot lead people astray. And that's, that's always the most difficult thing because there's things that only God and I will know about my life. So if I'm talking about like sexual immorality, am I being sexually moral myself? Like there has been times like throughout like this content creator game, like over the past like couple couple years, I hate to say game, I just more just like say like yeah. industry or something. Um, the but yeah the, yeah, the journey of that and where God's lead me and provided me a platform um, that I need to be a good steward of is, you know, I've fallen short and I can't share that tweet. I can't share that reel. There needs to be repentance there and there needs to be a washing clean um, before I can get into those kind of things. And that's where there's plenty of times where I have to like think before I speak. There's sometimes there's quick reaction stuff that I've had to apologize for or delete tweets. That really hasn't happened much at all. But if I'm being provided this level of influence, I need to be a good steward of that. And it's difficult. It's difficult being a Christian uh, when a lot of people like to put a lot of labels on you, but uh, it will always be the most difficult thing when you know that like there's only a remnant. There's only a small amount of people that actually truly follow Christ. And even the Barna group that's done some work with Arizona Christian University out here, um, they dropped a bomb to show what, uh, who has a biblical worldview, the amount of self-professed Christians. They say almost as little as 4% of self-professed Christian adults have a biblical worldview. And that is, you agree with pretty much 80% of the Bible and follow about 80% um, of the Bible. And that's a scary thing to know that there's a lot of people that profess Christ that don't actually live for Christ. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a difficult road and we're never promised wealth, prosperity, and health, but we are promised persecution. And that's always the toughest thing is when you have people that don't like you, you'll lose friends. Um, but praise God, if that stuff happens for Jesus' namesake, there's plenty of times where we can actually like ruin friendships, uh, ruin relationships, um, and have hard times based off something that we've done rooted in pride or arrogance or something like that. Um, but if we are truly just professing Christ, and doing it in a God-honoring way, and we get persecuted for it, all glory to God. With everything that's going on in, in Israel, like hey, there's like a new prophecy update, then it's just like Gog and Magog, and it's like, okay, hold, hold on a minute, like hold on a minute, like um, sometimes we're like we're reading too far into things. We still don't know the day or the hour, and there's gonna be plenty of times where we disagree on eschatology. For people that don't understand, it's like that's the study of the end times. So it's like you're either gonna be like the premillennial, or it's like for me, that's where I think like things are gonna get worse before Jesus comes back, mm -hmm. or you're gonna be the postmillennial, where it's like there's an aspect of uh, we're all supposed to, like we're supposed to take dominion, but the way that we go about that should be like God honoring mm -hmm. that like dominionism. It's like this place is going to be made better. Um, through Christ uh, before he returns. So it's like either things are going to get really bad um, or things are going to get like much better. So like there's a way that we're always going to disagree on that stuff. We're never fully going to 
got to understand. And those are some things too that like new Christians probably shouldn't have to dive into. Mm. That's not like a essential of the faith, but you should be like wrestling with every bit of the Bible and not just saying like, well, I don't know. So I'll just like totally disregard those passages. Mm. Like, no, we should be sitting on those things and having good discussions, but should we allow those things to be uh, divisive? Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff, John. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Tell people how I can get connected with you on your platforms. Yeah. So I, most of the time I stay active on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Johnny root underscore J O N N Y R O O T underscore. Uh, I post some stuff on YouTube as well. My YouTube game needs to be stepped up just a little bit, but I know coming up in 2024, I'm thinking about launching some stuff and doing a little bit more interviews and, and everything, but that's youtube.com slash at John Root, or if you just do John Root on YouTube, you probably should be able to see my ugly mug there and, and follow me. Ooh, and then, the luscious locks. Man, man, the luscious locks. We'll see. Like Fabio. Man, by, by next year, though, like my, my fiance said I could grow my hair out to the wedding and in early next year. So we'll see what it looks like in, in a few more months. Uh, but I also write for a publication called The Republic Sentinel. So I, I do some sports-related articles there and, and everything. So just follow along. I usually post that stuff on my platform. Like, comment, subscribe, y'all. Thanks for watching. Until next time, hit up with a follow. Good stuff. Spicy. It's always spicy. Always.